conclusion. Maybe, maybe you want to pull it up in front of you if you have a device or a, a uh, book. You know, you know, I ordered, I ordered actually a physical Bible again. <laughs> the one that I have got too small for my eyeballs to read. So anyway, it's an age thing, I suppose. But anyways, Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 to 17. Uh, grab it in front of you if you've got it. But it says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. I mean, I'm going to read that that sentence again um, just to make sure. You know, sometimes we jump in and we actually don't take it in. But I mean, let's just 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 let's just drink this passage in this morning. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. And be empowered through your union with him. I mean, I think you could spend a month just talking about that sentence and you wouldn't run dry mm -hmm. on uh on on something valuable to unpack. Um and in the power of his boundless mind, put on the full armor of God. His precepts are like splendid armor of a heavy armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, mm. but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God, so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground. Having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, an upright heart, and having strapped on your, on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability, and readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, there, there are so many places that this could be taken, and you, you take it wherever it stands out in our rooms here this morning, you know, whatever it is that's pinging us or jumping off the, the page in this, let's, let's just let it, let's just let it take us somewhere valuable in, in, in God this morning. But, you know, something that stood out to me in this is, you know, I think there are different seasons that require different stands for different reasons. You know, I've been through seasons where I had to stand in a place where people thought I was a fool for following God, maybe my, my parents or maybe, uh, you know, people along the way who had opinions about the things that God was leading my life towards or our life towards. And there are other seasons where uh, I had to stand against my own plan or my own desire or my own purpose for life, you know, and at the moment, I feel like, you know, this idea of standing and resisting and um, seeing seeing victory i feel like it's almost a stance against apathy mm -hmm. i feel like it's almost a resisting of complacency it's like at the moment in my journey i'm not facing a lot of people telling me i'm an idiot 
I'm not facing a lot of people trying to shift me or move me or control me or do something. You know, there's seasons where that's what it looks mm-hmm. like. At the moment, I feel like I feel like there's just this like resist giving up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and resist giving up on on hearing God, on letting him lead, mm-hmm. on believing that there's richness in his presence, on believing that there's a refreshing to be had. You know, let's not, you know, and, and that's for me. And and you may be finding it, it you know completely different in 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 your story or in the place that you find yourself but there there's there's been different stances in different seasons and it feels like at the moment um you know what is it of value that i have and what is the movement darkness would like to take in my life to push me off it because the stance is about not going anywhere we're always trying to get somewhere but standing is actually about being somewhere good and not getting pushed off of it. And so really this passage causes us to ask the question, what's the good thing you've got and where would darkness be trying to push you today? So where is the good place you are and and why would you what what would be trying to move you from that? And how does that movement look? And for me when I think about what are the push pulls in my life right now from the good place I stand, it's like and darkness just wants me busy and overwhelmed and pushing hard. You know, darkness wants me believing that uh, I'm too busy to journal and that there's nothing good going to come from there anyway. You know, darkness wants me to believe that I've got to make it happen myself or come up with my own plans or my own ideas and asking God isn't really necessary today. And that drift, uh, in, in that push in my own life just feels like it has me uh, unarmed. Yeah. Mm. And so when I think about putting on the armor of God, when I think about something specific that I'm standing for, it's like, okay, so the thing that I'm standing for is God's presence is necessary for my everyday life. And then the thing that I'm resisting is some kind of weariness or complacency or apathy that says, I'm not going to find anything good there. Or I don't need it in the first place. That's for me personally. And so then when I push this through this idea of put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like a splendid armor of a heavenly soldier that are going to make me successful in standing against the schemes and strategies. And I think, hello, let's let the light go on this morning that there are schemes and strategies that want to push us off the things of power and purpose and plans of God that he's made us for, that he's establishing, that he's accomplishing here and now today. It says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That means it's not between me and you. We can have our struggles. We can have our struggles. These guys can have their struggles. Praise Jesus. Or maybe on this one. No, there's none there. But we have our struggles. But you know what? There's actually something more at play in our struggles that wants yeah. us to partner with something destructive that isn't filling life upon us. You're doing a great job. Is it harder when the person's in the room? <laughs> anyway, here we are. Anyway, therefore, put on the complete armor of God that you're going to be able to be successful in resisting uh, and standing your ground in the day of evil. And anyway, because you to say we're going to need truth. We're going to need righteousness. We're going to need peace. We're going to need salvation and the sword of the spirit. And these things, it's like, OK, well, what is it that, you know, if this is what the armor of God is, that I would find myself in a right place, standing with truth, standing in a place of feet of sorry, standing in a place of peace, full of faith, convinced of my salvation. It's like, how does that change this for me? 
And when I take those things and I apply them directly to my life, where do I find myself that I that I don't? Uh, when I allow myself to be disarmed, you know, it's like, all right. And and look, you know, it's a very battle-ready passage, you know, if we think about a soldier, but really this is this is this is this is not talking about go out and slay the darkness that's seeking to overtake your life is saying live protected live protected live protected so that you can stand your ground this is about holding the place we have it's not about some big aggressive this is about stand protected and i think if i'm being honest i need protection i need protection today i need protections against the schemes of the enemy that want to discourage me and defeat me, that want to oppress me, and rob me of a life-giving, joy-filled perspective that are going to leave me weary and downtrodden and taken out or or, ho- or or without hope or expectation of a future, because none of those things are the true reality. But man, they come at us. And it's like, this is a, this is a, uh, a powerful passage that says, you are somewhere valuable when you have God with you. And you're going to need to be protected to hold that place. Resist and stand. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's so much that could be said about this verse, but let's let's kick it out to our, our rooms. There's some questions there. Use them or don't use them. You know, really, we're talking about this idea of being somewhere valuable and, and there being forces that are trying to push us off that. And what does it look like to resist that? What does it look like to hold a strong stance what are the things that have helped us? What's assisted us in that? What are the ways in which we can do that? How's that practical or real for us? So let's, we'll, we'll jump into that here and you guys do the same and uh, we'll come back together and, and grab the end of it. So trust, yeah, trust we had some, some good chats in here. We sort of got talking about, you know, the idea of what is the, what is the thing of value that we have to to protect or to stand or what what of worth have we found that is even worth resisting something else and uh yeah, that let us stand an interesting path considering kind of this the first passage of this that says you know or the first verse of this passage that says you know be strong in the lord and draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him and it's like if if that's the thing that we have that's our strong stance, our source of all goodness, if that's what the strategies and schemes of the enemy are looking to rob, it's like, yeah, it feels like sometimes that's the armor we put on instead of the thing that we put the armor on to protect. You know, and um, yeah, we got we got talking about that in here. Curtis, is, Curtis, you guys, did you guys get chatting about some things in your room? Anything sort of come out of your discussions that is... Had some pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, we um, we uh, we got talking about um, just the um, sometimes the damage or uh, as was just sharing about going to Frankston Foreshore Festival or something and seeing the the Uniting Church sort of broadcasting its um, all inclusive message um as the forefront of what they do and what they offer and um and of course it's great it's good to love all people and be accepting of people but how sort of it's lost its center of truth 
and uh, and the power of the gospel or the Christmas story or even all those things is is sort of washed out in the in the larger cultural message that's being sent, and so it loses it sort of loses its um, it loses itself when it bases itself on not on truth, and so we kind of got talking about how truth is sort of the thing that we have that's so valuable. It's so centering and, uh, and truth is so culturally opposing at the moment. It's, it's just your truth. What's your truth. And it's my truth. And we've sort of lost all that. And so it's sort of washed out. And, um, yeah. and so we sort of talked about that truth is worth, worth fighting for and holding on to and, um, and just how, um, yeah. And then, and then we sort of, um, we sort of were turning a corner here to, to sort of say, you know, what, what are the things that help us stand or hold on to the truth? Um, it's, um, it's, it's interesting that Paul comes up with this picture of a warrior because it, it is still so such a powerful picture for us today. I don't know with stories and movies and we, we, uh, we just, we are captivated by warriors. And so this idea makes sense to us, you know, the Romans like gathering up and surrounding themselves with shields and, and what happens when the army breaks through? Like, how long does it take to weed out an enemy? And so then when you when you bring that into your life and in practically, gosh, like um, how exhausting it is to to try and get back to a place of strength if you if you relinquish it. And um, and and so the difficulty of that and just considering, you know, even for me personally, I just think about that. Um um, what happens when, you know, I, I was just saying one of the chinks in my armor would be to take offense. You know, when I take offense, um, you know, the enemy, the enemy gets in behind and begins to do its work inside of me. And I, um, it begins to undo me and to, to have that, you know, to remove that takes some time and some huge amount of effort. And it would have been worth my while to, uh, have been ready and, and to hold firm when the opportunity came to, to protect um you know love that i have for people or grace or all those things as opposed to having to now do the effort of of removing it and and truthfully yeah and and, and in some ways can't you know we can't um we need we need the lord to come and help us do that so i think i think i think actually he's trying to uh, give us the opportunity to um um not be as weary (laughs) but but hold our ground early so that we don't have to go through those um, huge, you know, um, removing painful seasons as well. But, but, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah. So anyway, we've got lots of, lots of discussion and I feel like, yeah, we could just yeah. keep talking. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something in the first bit that you were sort of sharing that sort of, uh, um, you said as was kind of unpacking a bit, you know, I think, you know, forget about the specific issue or the specific instance, you know, I think, um, we as those who desire to follow Christ and hold on to him have to, are going to have to get used to um, valuing something enough that it's worth protecting. Yes. And I think we're so used to protecting ourselves. Right. We are not accustomed particularly to protecting our union with Jesus and that being valuable enough that if it costs me, that's okay. Right. And I think we are coming into seasons, you know, for sure, the generations, you know, beyond us, and I think us as well, where I think a union with Jesus is going to come at a cost. And I think we are going to have to value it enough 
that the cost of it is okay. Mm. It's worth protecting. It's worth holding on to. And I'm not sure we 100% have experienced something of such value that we would. And I think it's what God's trying to get to his people. Mm. I think he's just trying to uh, cause us to experience him in a way where our faith is not a faith of convenience, mm. but it's our greatest love. It's our deepest value. This passage actually ends there. So I'll, I'll loop back around to that thought, but yeah, I, I really like those thoughts. How about you guys, Ali, over in, in your room? Did you guys, what'd you kick around on about this? What sort of things kind of popped out or, or threw around as you guys chewed on it? See if we can get, yeah, sorry. Didn't give you a heads up. <laughs> That's okay. Can you hear us, Kay? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're having some good chats in our room. This morning we were talking a bit about the uh, the subtlety and the subtle agreements that we can make that try to push us off our stand. Um, and so actually James was, I'm putting you on the spot here, James was sharing some cool things about how that works relationally and how, do you want to, I'm going to put your words, <laughs> you want to share that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. this one. Uh, yeah, I was just sharing. Um, I just really like the idea that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And I just sort of shared that, you know, I guess Mel's my closest relationship. So if she's having a hard time and, you know, take what you were saying, Curtis, you know, like I could get offended or, you know, whether it's, you know, someone at work, you know, if, if my boss is giving me a hard time, which is a pretty constant thing at work. Um, <laughs> no, jokes. Jokes. He's boss. Good. I hope he is. He very much is. righteous, James. <laughs> Mel yeah, like that. Did you see that? That was a very gleeful laugh, Mel. Okay. Uh, you two, you two can just pick up this conversation later. Um, yeah, I was just sharing that, um, yeah, it would be easy to see the other person as the problem, like to be, to be offended at the other person. But, um, yeah, just to see that that's the enemy's ploy and that, um, if I make the agreement that, you know, whoever it is, you know, if, um, you know, if I say Mel is mean because she was mean to me, then, you know, like I'm actually the one that's contributing to darkness, um, you know, pushing us off, like creating division, creating division. Um, and so it's easy to sort of see it as the other person's problem, but um, really it's, it's my agreement with a judgment towards someone instead of, you know, so, so what what standing in that situation for me looks like would be, you know, remembering the truth about that person or what God said, um, and yeah. you know, being reminded of who He has told me that Mel is. Even in a situation, you know, if I was if Mel was giving me a hard time, um, then then that would be me standing. And so, yeah, I guess it's my choice to dwell on truth or to to dwell on something that you know the situation is, you know, right. speaking to me emotionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Like the idea that, you know, the belt of truth, you know, I guess what you're doing is you're turning this armor into something really actually practical and everyday valuable, which, you know, we know that the schemes of the enemy aren't in just in the big moments, they're in the everyday interactions. <clears throat> and what you're saying is, is that, you know, some of the protection I need is to hold on to truth in my relational experiences where darkness would have me agree with something and that would produce destruction in my relationship that would then perpetuate darkness. I think, I think that's a, 
you know, it's like kind of right down at the like cold front of, mm -hmm. of where this plays out. And I think we can think about this in such big, broad, sweeping terms, but to sort of pull it right into the, you know, that is a scheme that plays out 40 and 50 times a day for maybe just maybe just me maybe just because of the, the people that I work with or something I don't know but it's <laughs> like yeah, those are you know holding truth is a holding truth is a really uh powerful protection when the schemes of the enemy want me to agree with things that are going to destroy the powerful relationships around me I really love that James that's a cool thought yeah well all right let's let's flip into uh let's let's flip into uh the second half here well really the last sort of four or five verses um and i i mean this is the last bit for me so i'll say at the beginning of it like i've really enjoyed the process of going through ephesians and just sort of approaching the the topics you know sort of uh without picking and choosing without pot shotting it you know something just good about coming to scripture and being challenged by um you know goodness of ephesians and yeah i think um yeah the word of god is uh, is powerful in our lives and and it, its place is productive but anyway let's let's read this last four or five verses here of, of ephesians it says with all prayer and petition pray with specific requests at all times on every occasion and in every season in the spirit and with this in view stay alert with all perseverance and petition interceding in prayer for all god's people and pray for me that the words that words may be given to me when i open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news of salvation for which i am an, an ambassador in chains and pray that in proclaiming it i may speak boldly and courageously as i should now so that you may know how I'm do how I am and what I'm doing, Titius, the beloved brother, faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I've sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know how we are, and that he may comfort and encourage and strengthen your hearts. Sounds like we need a visit from Titius. <laughs> we could handle a little bit of comfort, and courage, and strengthening in my heart. Oh. Anyway, peace be to the brothers and sisters, and love joined with faith. From God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying and incorruptible love. Yeah. I mean, this is, <clears throat> this is where Paul leaves us off. And I mean, as we remember the things that he's kind of been talking to us about, it's like, you know, in the first part of Ephesians, it's about, you know, uh, it's it's about um you know this idea of what jesus accomplished for us that he has uh given us a new life that he's mm -hmm. placed his spirit within us that he's given us uh complete and full access not because of what we've done but because of what he did uh that our righteousness is ours is not our own but that it's from jesus christ these are these are the passages we sort of focused on way early on in this you know and then moving on from that you know he started to talk about what this life should look like you know the 
the way in which this power of God should outwork itself through us, the way it should affect our relationships, the way that it should affect our, our family relationships, the way that we should be coming together as a body of Christ, the way that Jesus was always meant to be the head, mm-hmm. the way that this was meant to be a collection of people who were empowered by his spirit to accomplish the work of God that's going forth into the world. Uh, you know, and and then he, he talks to us about this love that he had for the church. And, you know, we were sort of talking about that in our last one. But anyways, and so he comes, you know, to the end of this and he, and he says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times on every occasion and in every season in the spirit and stay alert with all perseverance and petition for interceding in prayer for all God's people. And it's like, you know, that first that first verse is just such an invitation. You know, to uh, Thank you. to take the things of God uh to take the, the the things of our lives to God, to uh, seek and to pray, to 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 ask of Him for that which we need, with for that which we require. And I don't know, like you know, I think I think there are things that only become necessary when we uh, when we when we fully we're, we're about to die here with battery so Greg's room to get a charger just in case sorry I'm gonna say it out loud because I'm slightly distracted I'm wondering oh we're losing it we're losing it no it's it's an connection as well I think we have we got you still are we still alive are we here there you go yeah have we got you yeah yeah, Brad, you're still here. You're All still right. live. We can hear you. So c- carry on. Okay. We'll 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 bring this into line pretty quickly. I can do this actually. We can fix this very quickly here. There we go. That's great. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's inviting us to an alertness and to a perseverance and to a petitioning. You know, as we see what we see, as we know what we know, and as we're pressing on towards the things of God, let's keep bringing the things that we face to him. Let's keep seeking him in the way in which, uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, for me, this is a big challenge. It's like, um, sometimes I think I'm just gutting it out or serving it through or making it happen. And it's like, you know, I think there is this um, all things in all seasons and at all times. It's like, you know, what are the things in our lives today that we face um, that we just need God's help with? You know, where are we, you know, inviting and, um, yeah, p- petitioning in our perseverance? Are we just are we just pushing on and hanging on or in the midst of pushing on? Just like bes- beseeching God for his truth, for his impact, for his help, for his provision, for his accomplishment in the things that we're in. You know, and, and and he requests that then for himself and pray for me that I'm going to have the words that I need, that they're going to come out of my mouth. Like Paul obviously believes that the prayers of the people are going to make a difference in this. And it's like, well, what does it look like then on behalf of the people who we see as being on the front lines of this at the moment? You know, when was the last time I stopped and prayed for a release in Greg and Lisa's life? You know, like like in here in this reality, you know, you guys are on a front line. You're not surrounded by a whole bunch of crew who are chasing after the same thing in the same way or who are filling your home you know on a weekly basis with these things but it's like you know you're surrounded by people who can have your backs on the front line and say god give them everything they need today and in this week and i think there's something in our hearts and minds sometimes that go does it really make a difference you know and it's like well what if we just road tested it and what if we started uh 
increasing our petition of God for for the powerful things of his heart to be accomplished on our behalf. The other thing that sticks out to me in this passage is, is sort of at the end of it, where it says, peace be to the brothers and sisters and love and love joined with faith. So he's saying peace to us and love joined with faith, like this peace, love, and faith. This is, this is as, as he's wrapping this things, thing, thing up, he's saying, this is what, you know, this is what I want for you, that you would have peace, that you would have love joined with faith that's coming from God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying and incorruptible love. I felt like that last phrase was just such a challenge. You know, it's like, have we got a love of convenience or have we got some kind of undying and incorruptible love for Jesus Christ that causes me to walk in grace, walk in the life that he has for me? It's like, that's a very challenging language. Grace be to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying and incorruptible love. And I think in some ways I've been thinking about this a bit lately, you know, about what is the reality of the love that I have for Jesus? You know, is he a is he a vending machine on which I'm just pursuing the good things of life that I hope to get? Or is there something within me that would never fail, never give up, never let go of that I have such firm hold on because he's of such significance and value to me that there's nothing that could take this from me? I think that's a that's a really challenging thought to me. Uh, let's take some time just to kick around in our rooms this idea of praying for things and maybe maybe then loop around to a second question that just kind of talks about this idea of the nature of the love that we could begin to build in our relationship with Jesus and you know have we put too low a bar on that you know I mean have we uh, not allowed what's possible in a relationship with Jesus to be our expectation and is there something more in our love for Jesus that we could find or discover? So, yeah, let's take a minute, just reflect on those things. Uh, we'll throw up a, maybe a 20-minute timer, and we'll um, yeah, come back together to worship, and Curtis will close us out. But, yeah, I mean, these are my last comments from here. And so I just want to say again to Greg and Lisa and Ziki, we're so glad that to call you family. Mm -hmm. and, and we love you enormously and are really, uh, really proud of the journey that you're walking, the place you find yourself and just believe that, um, that there's powerful things on the path that you're on. Mm -hmm. And we pray for that in here before we go. But, all right, let's kick out to rooms and have a chat about this passage and we'll come back together. Love you. All right. Well, Brad, just really appreciate your reflections this morning and um, so thankful for um, this passage as well. I'm thankful for it in my life. You know, Carolina and I had a, we had a day yesterday. We had a day yesterday where we wanted to do the Christmas tree and have a really good family day and enjoy getting ready for this. And I tell you what, it was a battle of a day. Everything comes to steal. The enemy loves to steal and and to rob it and 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 it wasn't all stolen but it wasn't i tell you what i tell you what it wasn't all good either right 
right? And we talked about it at the end of the day and where I'm sitting here dwelling on, you know, this standing strong and this holding firm thing. And I'm just like, man, it's so true. The enemy comes to rob. And actually we, we started to talk about, we started to, to notice that any intentional family time that we pursue as of late is, is just a battleground at the moment. And, um, and so I know for Carla and I, we're going to be exploring more. What does it look like to stand strong as mom and dad and, and hold our ground for a family when it comes to intentional time and being together. And I, I know that's a battleground for, for all of us. And, um, but we need, we need his word. We need, we need his truth speaking into, into our everyday. And, um, and I think, um, yeah, after a day like yesterday and I go, oh, but there's hope he would come and fight and make room for this. And actually, and actually it gives me hope because if it's such a battle every time, there must be something real powerful in it. Hey, there must be good things coming. And so I'm, I'm excited. So where you find your battles, take courage, take courage because the enemy is looking to steal something and maybe he knows more of the value of what you hold and what he's trying to steal then you know and maybe it's worth flipping that script a bit anyway i'm i'm thankful brad i'm thankful for message this morning we're just gonna worship